hello there. This is Arthur Bush. You're listening to Radio Free Flint. Happy New Year. Start the new year out with something a little different. Drone music. That's our subject today. Uh, we have a guest, Howard Ryan from San Francisco, California, a musician who wrote a song, Flint, Michigan, complete with a 9-11 dispatch date from the Flint Police Department. And we're going to discuss that, play some clips, and so stay tuned. Here's a clip. Drone music is a subgenre of electronic music. It's characterized by its slow, repetitive rhythms and sustained tones. It often uses synthesizers and electric instrumentation to create a meditative and ambient soundscape. Howard Ryan is our guest today. He's a musician and a composer who's known for his work in the drone music genre. He has released several albums and EPs that showcase his unique style of electronic music, which often incorporates elements of experimental and ambient sounds. Ryan is known for his ability to create immersive and atmospheric soundscapes that draw the listener in and transport them to another world. In addition to his solo work, Ryan has also collaborated with other artists in the drone music scene and has performed at various music festivals around the world. Our guest today, Howard Ryan, is from San Francisco, California. And I have with me today Howard Ryan, who's a native of Wisconsin who lives in San Francisco, California, where he's speaking to us this morning. Good morning, uh, Howard. How are you? I'm okay, Arthur. Uh, Thanks for having me. When I first listen to this song, which you've entitled Flint, Michigan. It took me to Jacques Cousteau and that exploration of the sea. I thought that's what it was at first. And then I started thinking about the Great Lakes because I, you know, I have interviewed some people who, wrote, who write songs about shipwrecks and so forth. And I thought, God, this would be a great marriage. You know, it's really funny that I haven't gotten a lot of reviews or anything with my music, but invariably people mention water every single time. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's intentional, but um, I'm trying to create a different landscape with this production, definitely. Yeah, you know, drone or a- ambient music, minimalism, whatever we want to call it, those are kind of just deceptive terms to me because it's not just the same thing over and over again. There's, it's just more subtle, right? The development is more subtle. I think John Cage said that if you're listening to something, you're bored after 10 minutes, try it for 20. <laughs> and I think that that, that that's, gets it, right? Like if you're, if you're bored, you, you're the one who's boring. It's not the piece. And if, if you're really listening, there is a development going on. Or, you know, you're just brought, like you said, right? Like you're, you're, you're brought to a quieter place, a meditative place where you're sitting with your own thoughts and your own history and your own experience with your thoughts of Flint or whatever else is going on. So, in the song. I think the Flint song hopefully is a little deeper than just being about Flint, Michigan. It's kind of an allegory. So you're trying to make a bigger statement about society. You weren't really talking about politics, but you're talking about social problems. It's all intertwined, right, Arthur? I mean, the the name of the record is In These Coming Days, and all of these songs are about uh, 
my interest in the psychology of society here at the end of civilization, basically, right? We're at the tipping point now, and it's horrifying, and it's incredibly sad and profound, but it's, it's very interesting to me. It's very interesting to me how we're handling tragedy in the 21st century. Do you perform any of this music live? Yeah, you know, there's a drone festival that happens in Minneapolis every January. It's a 28-hour nonstop drone where there's always a performer playing and then the next performer overlaps their set and it's nonstop for 20 hours. They raise money for victims of the drone campaign. It's called Drone Not Drones and they raise money for Doctors Without Borders. I used to live in Minneapolis and I'm still connected to a lot of the people there. So I go, I go out there every January. I'm in part of that. I play at a few functions or gigs, gallery events around town here in San Francisco. But of course, all that is on hold right now. I don't think I'll be going to Minneapolis this January. And who knows what the future holds for live music for any of us who uh, consider ourselves musicians. But for now, I'm, I'm writing a lot and recording. You have, I'm not, not sure how to pronounce this, but it's called Haroas or Haris? Haris, yeah. It's a Finnish word that means fragile or brittle, which I think has a, as good a job as any as describing the music that I'm trying to make. So you use that as the moniker for the music that you're producing. So it's produced by Horace. Is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, it's basically, yeah, it's basically a solo project. I just would rather use a different word than my name for this. Okay, it's a pseudonym. Tell us a little bit about its Finnish roots. I'm not Finnish. <laughs> I've got Dutch heritage. I'm very influenced by uh, Finnish experimental music. I think that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted to use the Finnish version of the word fragile. I have no Finnish roots except for the love of the Finnish people and their music. Okay, so this isn't a form of music that was invented by Finnish people. <laughs> no, definitely not. This music was very relaxing. It was something that I would listen to maybe if I was getting a massage or uh, some kind of physical therapy, or if I just want to relax when I go to sleep. I don't know if it's, it's ambient in nature, but how would you describe it? I love that. That's beautiful. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, you know, I think many parts of it are meant to be relaxing. I also think that there's a element that's kind of brittle and should ag agitate a little bit. I don't, I don't want it to be too comfortable. I don't want you to fall asleep. But yeah, there's a drone. There's an ambient uh, element to this music, I hope at least. Your music is, it's mostly instrumental. In our conversation before we started this, this broadcast, you mentioned that it was, it was made with a viola. Most of the sounds are, yeah, it's mostly viola generated. There's a lot of pedals that are used, obviously. Some vocals, uh, some guitar, actually, some keyboard. A lot of police scanner bits and shortwave samples. I really love radio sounds. I also I try to incorporate a lot of different sounds to come up with something. Are you playing these instruments yourself, or do you have a... Uh -huh. Yeah, I grew up playing violin uh, as a child, then was in a bunch of punk bands and did some electronic. <laughs> Uh, music utilizing uh, some of those shortwave sounds I talked about, and most recently just started playing uh, strings again. So uh, I bought a viola, kind of helped inspire this project. Do you use computer-aided sound as well? I only use my computer for editing. Computers are really great for editing, but I still record on tape, like the old days. <laughs> I have a, a four-track tape player in the studio, and I get it all on tape, and then I mix down to the laptop and do the editing on the laptop. What is your musical background? 
Well, like I say, I uh, I grew up playing violin, grade school and high school. I studied under uh, Geraldine Jennings, who used to um, study under Leonard Rose, who was one of the great cellists of the early part of the 20th century. So I was really lucky in a small town in Wisconsin to have her uh, settle there and, and help teach children strings. In the early 80s, when I was in college, I started getting into punk and was in a couple of um, kind of quote-unquote punk bands. Was worked in a record store for a while. I was involved in radio out here when KUSF was still on the air. I was a music director and one of the DJs at KUSF. And then when they got taken down, got bought out, transferred, it was time to find a new music project. Music's always been a part of my life. And DJing and being involved in community radio uh, was a really great fix for that taking my ego out of it and just trying to you know bring music to uh, the masses and serve the community so when that went away i um i started this horace project and yeah it's been it's been pretty satisfying especially you know here in lockdown and sheltering and uh you know it's kind of an isolation that we're we're dealing with right now and it really really sets up the palette for recording by yourself i mean if you've got a band you're kind of screwed right now but you know if you're a solo artist or composer i think you, it's a good time to get some work done you wrote this song for flint how did it come to be that we ended up with a song about flint well that's ex- that's a good way to put it it just kind of came to be I, I wouldn't say i have a process but i don't really like think oh i gotta write a song about this or sit and write lyrics to a song and then go and sit at the keyboard and try to figure out where the song is going. It's, it's a little bit more stream of consciousness for me. I'll, I'll find a mode or a melody that I'm really curious with and just try to develop it in the moment. With this song, I mean, you heard at the beginning of that, uh, that little snippet that you played that it's just kind of a repetitive pattern that is a bit lulling, like you, like you said. And then this phrase, something in my eye, uh, kind of came up and this melody behind it, uh, something in my eye. It's a curious phrase. It's kind of cliched, right? Like we even use it to make fun of an emotional moment that we're not allowing ourselves to be with, right? Like when when guys, especially guys will say that, right? Like, oh, there's something in my eye, right? Like it's it's an interesting phrase, I, I thought, as I was writing this. And, and then it just kind of became a mantra through that, and it kind of developed into something in the air, something in the water. And then when, the, when it became something in the water, of course, right? Like you say that the, the tragedy is still going on, but it's a big, you know, big part of our memory. Like what, 10 years ago when we started hearing about this crisis and when we think about water now, you know, oftentimes we are drinking water. We think about Flint and the disenfranchised people that were, uh, that were disregarded and lied to when their lives were in danger. It is about Flint, but you know, it's more of like an allegory of the system that we live in and the choices that are made by the people in power that affect people of lower socioeconomic um, backgrounds and lives and pretty much disregard them for uh, financial reasons which we saw with Flint, right? Like even when they were admitting that the problem was there, they weren't going about to fix it because it was too costly, right? And, and we're kind of, we're seeing that now, right? Where the, the economy is more important than the safety of people's lives right now in many ways that we're seeing from this administration. But those of us like you and I that are a little bit more advanced in years, we know this is really nothing new. It's definitely exacerbated. It's a lot more uh, exponential than it was, but so your music is redundant in the sense that 
it lulls you almost as if it if you wanted to do meditation this would be the perfect music for it in my opinion but it also is an allegory to flint because this problem is which started about five years a little over five years ago now it drones on every day and people are still coming to churches and community or uh, sites where they're getting water because they still don't have water. Nobody solved all the problem yet. Some people have what they think is clean water, but a good number of people don't trust the water. Don't trust the people telling them that it's okay to drink, but your music captures that resonance of the same old, same old kind of thing, but in a beautiful way. I mean, your music's beautiful, but it gives that repetitive feel to me anyway. Was there any thought about that? Like you can draw the picture and all of us can, I forget what they call it, a Rorschach test or something. Oh yeah, you'll all see and hear what you want to hear. Some other artists that have done songs about Flint and done songs with water in mind, which this song has water in mind, at least at the end of it, and to, that I remember the lyrics. They talk about it having this driving rhythm and whether that be in your style of, of uh, music or whether it be rock and roll, all of these songs that I'm listening to do tend to have that motor city, vehicle city, sort of, you know, assembly line kind of feel. The show must go on. And I think you spoke to that a little bit earlier that no matter what, the economy is still rolling and the people be damned is pretty much what you're trying to say, I think. Well, I'm a co-oper too. Like I, uh, I'm one of the worker owners at a, at a bakery out here in San Francisco. We all should know, if we don't know already, that there is no economy without people. That workers create wealth. It's not the CEOs that go out and just do it. They can't do it without labor. And for the for people to think that the economy is more important than the lives of people are just living ass backwards. Full these shameful leaders and uh, and Wall Street folks are. Uh, you know, I'm not a religious person. I don't like to throw the word evil around. But if I were, they'd be on the list. Well, let's uh, listen to some more of this. I want to get to, I'm going to advance my play here. I'd like to play some more of this song. Here we go. And the end of that, was that, that the 9-11 stuff? You were- oh, it's just police scanner uh, stuff, contemporary. Mm-hmm. So what were you trying to express with that? With the song or the the police scanner stuff? No, with the police scanner stuff. I have been using radio sounds and police scanner uh, sounds for years. I find it not just adds to the palette of sounds to make something interesting for a landscape or soundscape. Particularly the police scanner stuff adds an obvious bit of tension, authoritative element within uh, a theme of disenfranchised people and greed. Yeah, and also when it comes to the city of Flint, one of the murder capitals of the nation for three decades, it seems like that, the inclusion of the police and the seriousness of the emergency is pretty apropos. That's something the people of Flint will understand. Good. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I mean, I've got got some strong feelings about the police and the, the system that we live in that uses the police as such a such a strong element of control, keeping people down. Like go back and talking about our leaders, the police are in there too. You know, these are people that we instill and pay their salaries to help protect us and serve community. You know, it's one thing to not do your job well. It's another thing to completely do the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing and hurting people instead of helping people. 
or uh, keeping people down instead of bringing them up. Yeah, I appreciate your interest today, and I look forward to um, the rest of the podcast and the other conversations you have with people about your hometown. Well, Howard, uh, Ryan, I appreciate the time that you spent with us. We'll end our podcast with a clip from the song Flint, Michigan by Howard Ryan. Thank you for joining us. this podcast and others please sign up for our mailing list it's free you can do so at radiofreeflint.media